Hiya, Puddin! This is Colleen from Wing Lion Creations, and you're listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hey, listener. Welcome to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hope you survived the experience. The Comic Relief Podcast is an unscripted discussion about the pop culture surrounding comic books with your hosts, Uncanny Thomas Logue and Mighty Michael Miranda. Welcome, ladies and gents, to our Suicide Squad edition of the Comic Relief Podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Moreno, and with me, as always, is the other co-host guy, Thomas Logue. Hello. And today, we have a very uh, special guest co-host with us. We have uh, Colleen Rodriguez of Wing Lines Creations. How are you today, Colleen? I'm doing good. Super good or just good? Super good. Before we get into the um, how awesome this movie was, right, and we just started kind of glowing and just going back and forth about it, <laughs> um, let's catch you guys up on the Suicide Squad from the comics. So the Suicide Squad, to me, I think is a very, very, very cool concept. I like the concept of trapped villains being used as essentially, you know, uh, black ops agents against their will. Yeah, right? and basically so that the U.S. can say we have nothing to do with it we don't know what you're talking about i think that's a super cool concept and if they don't uh comply they get their heads blown off by this (laughs) implanted chip in their neck but the the suicide squad originally came out in the silver age of comics so it is an old um an old team 1959 Uh, they first appeared in the brave and the bold number 25 back in uh, 1959 but they aren't the same suicide squad that they are um that we you know that we all know and love now that you know this was originally a uh, sort of a dirty dozen kind of an army type of uh, book. Back in those days, they had a lot of like army soldier type of type titles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what this was. Uh, Rick Flag actually was in that book. Rick Flag, like, you know, as we know from the uh, from the movie, he actually was the leader of the uh, the Suicide Squad back in these days, which was set in World War II. Right. right. It wasn't until nineteen, I believe it was like nineteen eighty into eighty seven to the mid 80s when they were brought back and kind of formed in the style that we know them now, right? They were sort of relaunched uh, by John uh, Ostender back in 1987 and were, you know, reintroduced as the Suicide Squad with, uh, you know, created by Amanda Waller, uh, held against their will, still led by uh, Rick Flagg. Since then, there's been a, a number of different volumes and iterations. I mean, this was 1987. These guys are, are still around. We still see, um, uh, you know, new versions of the Suicide Squad constantly being cranked out. I mean, some of the, the more constant members that we see are like, um, you know, Deadshot. Uh, what are some of the other ones, Tom? You got typically like Deadshot. Uh, Captain Boomerang is in there usually. The New 52 had King Shark, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And Harley Quinn obviously i don't know if harley quinn was pre-new 52 though so i do have to confess i i did not read the uh the latest iteration of the of, of the suicide squad i know you and colleen read it up until the the end of the new 52 right right and yeah i just ironically i just read the rebirth just today i just picked mine up yesterday it's, it's good it i like it is amanda waller again uh, yeah putting the team together yeah and what's cool i i guess for a lot of fans they complained with the new 52 amanda waller was drawn like super skinny super sexy uh-huh. and I, I guess pre-new 52 she was uh she was a bigger woman with the rebirth they have her kind of like almost in the middle she actually 
is fairly closely modeled to the actress who plays her in the movie. Gotcha. So, so Amanda Waller is definitely one of those constants uh, with the Suicide Squad. Suicide she is, Squad. Yeah, she is like the Professor X of the Suicide Squad, but she is just a, uh, a kind, of, kind of a hard yeah. <laughs> this isn't the first time we've seen the Suicide Squad, you know, outside of comics, though. They did have a version of the Suicide Squad in the uh, Arrow with Amanda Waller and the head and the implant, the exploding implants, all that stuff. They had Deadshot. You see the back of Harley Quinn's head? They yeah. teased her, yeah. Just that silhouette. <sighs> That's a rundown of the, you know, of the Suicide Squad. They have a rotating cast. Uh, there isn't necessarily a, a set team uh normally it's just whoever they happen to have trapped at oh what's the name of the prison bella reef bella Bell Reve- yeah. institute bell review yeah yeah it's you well, know we're gonna what, argue about how to pronounce the name probably here we go let's do it yeah bell review depends i guess on your pronunciation let's go ahead and get into the nitty and the gritty of it all so let's do this guys i'm i'm this is this was a very very strange strange movie and not not and i'm not talking about the the content or the movie itself just in how the critics versus the fans reactions were taken yeah it's really weird i agree and but not all the fans agree that it was like all the the critics the rotten tomatoes and all that ranked it really really bad yes but then there was another side where some some fans i'm not going to say all because there's at least one person on this podcast right now that would disagree with me that actually liked it so when this movie the early reviews came out and this was uh, this was only critics this was basically um you know the the paid critics that that'll give you the early reviews and they put them on the posters and uh, they did not like this movie at all i think it was like at 30 percent rotten or something like that on rotten tomatoes i mean it was being touted as being like uh, offensively bad like it was a terrible movie it was a steaming pile of uh yeah poop poop oh poop (laughs) (laughs) that for me man personally that brought my expectations down to to zero i thought it was gonna be you know pretty bad because there were there were a lot of controversies uh in in you know during the production the the director uh david ayer was under a ton of pressure to like to give the studio a movie that would rival the MCU, you know, what happened with Deadpool. And I think the success of like uh, Captain America Civil War and Deadpool and the poor reception of Batman versus Superman really put even more pressure on the director. And there was a bunch of rewrites. There was a bunch of re-edits. This movie kind of set itself up to be perceived pretty bad. Fast forward to um, the movie coming out, and the fans' reaction was not not as bad as the uh, critics' reaction. Did really well in the box office. People uh, seemed to actually kind of enjoy it. I know I, for one, um, I wasn't blown away by it by any means. I didn't think it was a a great movie. This wasn't an MCU quality or a Deadpool you know style movie by any means. But it wasn't terrible. It wasn't the worst movie, you know, I'd ever seen in my life. And it wasn't offensive. It wasn't great. But kind of in the middle a little bit. If you rule out MCU and you take all the other movies by Fox and uh, whoever else, to me, this was better than anything non-MCU that's been generated as a superhero movie. Like, I liked it better than X-Men Apocalypse. Like, considerably more better. Really? I thought it had way more heart than X-Men Apocalypse. This movie had a lot of heart. I was surprised by it, man. There was there was a lot of um, there was a lot of love in this movie. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not necessarily saying like um, Joker, just, Harley yeah, Quinn. Joker and Harley Quinn, but there was like the whole the whole Deadshot story with his daughter, yeah. which I think was really well done. And I then agree. Diablo and his family and what he did, and it was there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of heartstrings being tugged at in this movie, which I was a little surprised about. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, this, to me, this movie at least had more character development, I feel like, than the X-Men Apocalypse did. Because X-Men Apocalypse, they're like, here's Jean Grey, here's Scott, here's Havoc. Oh, we killed Havoc. Here's a couple other people. There's Apocalypse, there's Storm. And they just throw characters at you, assuming you're going to know everything about these characters. That's true. Whereas I felt like at least Suicide Squad, they're like, here's like freaking Deadshot. Cut to this person. Go back to Deadshot. Here's a little bit of his backstory. So it was kind of jarring at times because there are kind of so many characters. But I thought at least they were giving us a yeah. backstory they're not assuming that the fans watching it are going to go oh deadshot i already know his whole backstory <laughs> you know you know <laughs> what i mean yeah you know it's a bummer too is a bunch of the crocs backstory the croc uh, killer croc had a bunch of backstory that got cut yeah and Clearly. I, I you know after i watch a movie i'll go into you know the trivias and the easter eggs and stuff and and a lot of killer crocs backstory got cut out and he just sort of ended up being a character that's like he's a crocodile and he kills yeah. people and he eats people and that's what he does <laughs> Is like shoulder shrug you know what i mean but yeah. he did have a more fleshed out backstory he grows up and he's he's ostracized and picked on for his, for his appearance and he grows up you know obviously with a really hard life and and is a, a bodyguard for a bunch of mobsters he fights with batman quite a bit and i guess batman kind of captures him and puts him in the uh, in the bell Revo. How <laughs> you pronounce it? So that's a bummer because it seemed like the other characters did get, for the most part, uh, you know, pretty decent background checks, except Killer Crocs kind of got cut out a little bit. Maybe we'll get an Ultimate Edition like Batman <laughs> Superman. <laughs> right. This, this is what you should have seen. <laughs> so critics didn't like it. Fans thought it was okay. And it, it got really weird to the point where they were trying, there was a petition to shut down Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Which is. People. And then and then there was the guy who wanted to sue because there were <laughs> scenes of the Joker in the previews that weren't in the movie, which, of course, I, I was trying to remember the previews, and I don't remember stuff that was in the previews that wasn't in the movie. It's probably like a two-second scene that this dude is pissed off that he didn't see. It's probably yeah. a guy that has a man crush on Jared Leto and was like, I didn't get enough <laughs> that he listed the, all the scenes that were in the previews or the trailers yeah. or whatever that I mean, it's like dude kidding me really you're, you're gonna try to sue because of that but he did have to drive like 300 miles or something to the nearest movie theater to watch the movie that's his own fault that's his own fault <laughs> location 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 alright so let's do this guys let's start off before because we can easily bash this movie and I wouldn't but carry on <laughs> let's start off with the stuff that we did like uh, let's, let's go ahead and let our our guest go first <laughs> what um, did you enjoy about this movie if anything actually there were parts that i enjoyed and i can't say that i entirely hate the movie i didn't like it but i didn't hate it so i'm kind of like in that middle you have to take a grain of salt with what you read in the comic and what they put in in the movies um you know there's just for me there was a lot that was wrong with it what i did like is i liked katana she was probably one of my favorite characters, even though you didn't get a lot out of her. She seemed to me to be like the truest to to that. I like Diablo's character. Amanda Waller wasn't too bad, but after watching Arrow, I think I liked the the actress that played her better on Arrow than I did the actress that they cast for her. Well, yeah, that's gonna happen. It's the same thing with Flash. But oh, yeah. God. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we're um, talking about what we like. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> you know, there were there were some there were times that I laughed at you know some of the one liners and stuff, and the storyline wasn't wasn't too bad. You know, like I said, it had its good points. So we're talking about the good stuff. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Quick, what about you, Tom? Because I know we kind of went into this movie with very low expectations. We weren't expecting a whole lot from the movie. I think I think that worked. I think that that was a good strategy. What was surprising to you that you actually enjoyed about it? What was surprising to me is that I liked ninety five percent of the movie. So when I went and saw Batman versus Superman, I. How do I say? I was kind of like disappointed. Like I was, you have DC's two best characters. How can you, how can you possibly mess up this movie? How can you? Yeah. And I feel like they did. And so when I went and saw Suicide Squad, my expectations were lower. I was like, well, now they just have a bunch of, for the most part, other than Harley Quinn, a bunch of nobodies really. Joker's in there, but he's not in there a lot. So I went in, yes, not expecting much. I was like, I just want to come out of this and at least be entertained. And I was actually, when the credits rolled up, I was like, holy I liked about 95% of that movie. The only things I did not like were the sorceress. Her whole storyline to me was off. I don't know. I, I, I just didn't feel it. And then uh, Joker. And it's not that he was a bad Joker. It's just at times he was so over the top. I needed subtitles to hear what he was saying. Overall, I was actually really surprised how much I liked the movie. I like really, really, really liked it. So you know you're dealing with a hardcore comic book nerd when you ask him what you like about the movie and he still tells you what he didn't like about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I liked about 95% of it. What I didn't like, though. <laughs> I don't listen to instruction very well, clearly. Oh, no, not at all. Okay, so I, I went into this movie, again, expecting it to be, you know, cut and edited and, and to hell. You know, I, I wasn't expecting much. I, I'll talk about that, you know, the, the pacing and the editing and all that later. But <laughs> what we um, talking we don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was surprising to me is uh, Deadshot. I think Deadshot's story was very cool. I wasn't I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Will Smith. He's one of those actors that it's always Will Smith playing Will Smith. You know what I mean? It's hard to separate the actor from the role. And for Deadshot, he really had toned it down where I really felt like this dude is really you know a freaking super assassin who is trying to do right by his daughter and wants to yep. see his daughter I, I i felt that right even when he's like yeah interacts with when he gets caught by batman and everything and it's like those those scenes were really well done and will smith did a great job as Deadshot, which I wasn't expecting to be like, oh, yeah. I know, Tom, you were looking forward to seeing Deadshot in this movie, and you're a fan yeah. of Deadshot. Nope. But I, I was, honestly, I was in it for Harley Quinn and Joker, you know, to be completely, totally, maybe Captain Boomerang, I thought would have been pretty cool. But I came out as being a, you know, as a bigger fan of Deadshot, then, um, you know, he's probably my favorite character out of all. Because um, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he was cool. Deadshot is amazing. I don't know how I feel about Will Smith's role as Deadshot, but <laughs> he—I I thought he did great. I thought he did great. I thought the the actors in the movie did fairly well, with the exception of the Enchantress. Let's not get into what I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought Diablo was pretty cool. I, I thought the actor that played him did, did a really good job, and his backstory was also awesome. I liked the the um, the storyline between Harley and the Joker. There, yeah, there was a lot of emotion in this movie, which I completely was not expecting. I did love the Batman chasing Joker and Harley scene, though. That was pretty awesome. That was awesome, and that's something that I actually really liked, is that I don't think the trailers did Harley Quinn justice. 
because in the trailers they show you know she's putting on her shirt not everyone stops and they show the booty scene whatever and that other than her dancing in that bar that's pretty much all the quote-unquote sexualized you really see out of harley quinn the rest of it is her actually being kind of bad crazy it's kind of crazy i really hope they do a good harley quinn origin movie or something where they kind of capitalize a little more because that that wasn't enough i wanted to see the harleen quinzel the therapist you know meeting the joker i wanted i wanted more of that and then they had the, the cool cut scenes right where they did the classic alex ross uh, that was joker and harley so quinn well oh, done. Dude. that was that was a fist pump for me man totally unexpected and i was like yay that was cool and it wasn't very long but for everyone who recognized the scene, everyone was like, yes, yep. awesome. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that for me, I think that was it. The characters were really well done. And um, and Thomas and I kind of had our, our reservations a little bit. We thought there might be too many characters. Too many characters. Yeah, how could they touch on everybody? But I think they did a fairly decent job. I do like also that they did really well to tie in the movie into the DC movie universe. They did mention the events that happened in Batman versus Superman and then uh, Man of Steel. Well, and, of course, Ben Affleck does his cameos as, um, Batman. as Batman. Yeah, I which were awesome. Before we get into the stuff that we didn't like, let's talk about uh, something really quick here. So there was a cameo by The Flash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we sure did. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so what do you think about uh, Ezra Miller as uh, The Flash, dude? Mmm. No, sir. I didn't like it. I don't I think just, I like the costume. Yeah, that's we talked about it a little bit where it looks like the costume is too big on him and it's really dark. I don't understand why. A, a, I don't understand why they didn't cast the CW version of The Flash, who we already have, who everyone loves. And then why, if you're not going to use him, why not at least use that same costume design? It's So many people watch that show. It'd be easy to recognize. I mean, why'd you tone it so dark? You know, I don't know. I just well, he looked like he was playing dress up in like his older brother's costume or something. Just very, yeah. Ill, very ill fitted. Like even Michael and I, who don't even know how to tailor like you do, were like, "Did it look like the costume was too big?" <laughs> <laughs> so even like clueless people like he and I recognize that the costume did not fit him. And of course, naturally, you're going to spot that as well. <laughs> yeah, they really should have kept uh, Grant Gustin as the Flash. They <laughs> huge, 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 huge misstep. Um, I, I was relieved to see the you know the trailer that recently came out or the teaser for the justice league um where we see ezra miller a little bit kind of talk and act but in in that trailer he's he's very um he's very quirky he's very funny he's a little goofy i mean so it looks like at least barry allen in the dc movie universe is not going to be hopefully dark and gritty like clark kent and and bruce wayne so at least that kind of gave me a little bit of relief but they got to do something about that stupid armored costume yes it it does not it looks like a bad version of like an injustice costume it looks like if i tried to cosplay the flash and i (laughs) sewed the costume myself instead of asking someone like colleen to put it together (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. And and but you were a fan of Iron Man, so like you wanted to do an so Iron Man version. It out. Well, yeah. it's mostly to hide my gut. That's why I would yeah. make the <laughs> <laughs> Gave it robot ass. This is my Superman Buster version of the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> like the Hulkbuster. Yeah, that suit was not aerodynamic at all. No. <laughs> oh. That was another tie-in to the DC movie universe. Was there was there an Aquaman reference? I don't I, I don't remember. No, no, unless it was. There in, was uh, at the end the when very, he's flipping through the book. What what was the deal in that? Is that still just? Um, it's setting up Justice League. Batman pulling the team together. But didn't he already have the files from Lex Luthor, or is he just pulling more information? Think there was other people I didn't recognize. I think the first or second person that he flipped through. I don't know who it was. I didn't the, catch the name. The first one was the Enchantress. First one was the Enchantress. I didn't recognize uh, the second one, and then the third one was Aquaman. I was like, why is he pulling the same data that he already found from Lex Luthor? Well, maybe he, Lex Luthor only had like that little animated gift. <laughs> that was it. That's all he had. He just made their logos. Didn't actually have any info on them. <laughs> but from an audience standpoint though right it was like he has the same information he had in the last movie there was nothing the audience doesn't he didn't give anything new to the audience no but maybe it's the type of information that amanda waller has yeah but that's not a good that's not good stinger material i didn't say it was i'm just saying maybe that's what it was (laughs) stupid stinger material it would have been cooler if they if amanda waller had some stuff on like um dark side or something you know what i mean it would have been like oh confirmed oh you know yeah like a threat is coming yes exactly talk about stuff we didn't like (laughs) (laughs) i think you're already there yeah i think i'm already there (laughs) i don't like the stinger (laughs) (laughs) let's start from the end of the movie and work back (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get this out of the way the joker and harley quinn i hated the joker what (laughs) really i i hated jared leto as the joker what is it that stuck out that made you dislike him just out of curiosity. Not that I'm everything. disagreeing. Well, first off... Could you be more specific? Yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> I mean, first off, how he was dressed and just his character itself. It was very tacky. It was, of course, his speech. He was nothing to look at. Um, all those he, tattoos. Yeah, it was hideous. I, I think they would have done a lot better without the tattoos. The tattoos were a little... little... The grill. The grill bugged me to no end. Really? That, yes. that I agree with. The grill bugged me. His his speaking, like, like Thomas said, who had a hard time understanding him at a lot of times. Trying to be way over the top. He was very way over the top, but to me, he didn't embody the Joker as in having those jokes. You know, is he going to kill you or is he not going to kill you? It's like, you know, he's going to pull a gun on you and suddenly you have a flag that pops out that says bang, but the next time it could be, you know, you've got a bullet between the eyes kind of thing. He didn't embody that character of the Joker. Yeah, that, I, do, I do agree with you on that. Yeah, he did um, not. He This dude was like all serious. And just and just the way the way he portrayed the whole cat character, his method acting for the character, it was just to me it was an all around. It was to me I hated the character. Tom. So I hated about ninety five percent of the time that the Joker <laughs> was on the screen. The so the thing is, so when he talked normal, I actually thought he did okay. So the thing where he was asking Harley Quinn, "Would you die for me?" No, wait. A better question is, "Would you live for me?" And then they do the whole vat thing. I actually liked that part of the Joker. Like, because he was talking normal, but he looked crazy and he sounded crazy. But when he tried to be the over the top, I'm in the back of 
of a jet and I am yelling and screaming and doing weird stuff. That Joker just did not appeal to me. What I was thinking, though, is for this movie, you couldn't really go with a classic Joker look. I don't think you could put him in like a purple costume and be taken seriously. No. No, but you still could have done something that wasn't look like he just crawled up from a night of drinking kind of thing. Uh, But that's why I think he had the tattoos. It was because if him just white and shirtless would just look odd. So if you slap some tattoos on him, then he looks a little bit crazier. I think I think it would they would have been better served to keep the tattoos to keep him without the tattoos. I I, I don't like the face tattoos. No, I agree. Like (laughs) the face tattoos, I didn't like because then it looked too much like he was trying to be um, like a gangbanger, basically. And yeah, with the grill, all of that did not work. Yeah, that girl just was so annoying. And and I his, agree. But I in his agree. makeup in itself, just that I don't know, it just wasn't well put together. I was I was okay with the Joker. It did take um, a little bit of getting used to, but you you hit the nail on the head where this Joker was not a joking around Joker. Let me show you a magic trick. Where does he get those wonderful toys? It, it, there was none of that. But in that in that sense, though, like I was okay with that. I was okay with the look. The grills didn't really bother me that much. The face tattoos How were kind did of it not bother you. The face tattoo bothered you, but not the grill. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. So I mean, I could, it could have gone either way. Uh, I, you, you know what really sold me on this Joker is like his. So he doesn't have the silly, um, cartoonish side to him in this one, but his other side is a soft side. It's like he has this infatuation and this love for Harley Quinn. I, I honestly think this character is really in love with Harley Quinn. It really is a love sort of sick relationship. And Nancy, sort of a weird sort of relationship, and I, I like that. That kind of is a little bit of endearing uh, for this for this Joker. I thought it was pretty cool. That's that's what brought me around on him being like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, see, for me, like every time I looked at him, like I knew he wasn't gonna obviously have the purple because that's too colorful, too playful, yeah. and I didn't think they were gonna do like a darker purple because then it's gonna be too much like Heath Ledger. When they did the whole shirtless thing, and I saw the tattoos on his chest, I was like, okay, so that's what they're gonna do. But then I saw the grill which I was like, what is the purpose of the grill and the face tattoos? Like, so the body tattoos, I saw the purpose. That was his costume. Yeah. But I could not understand the face tattoos or the grill, especially the grill. And, and I'm like, not going to, I'm not going to say that I like the grill. I'm not going to say that like, yeah, dude, it really, it, it didn't bother me, but yeah, you lose the grill and the face tattoos. It, like yeah. it was a little unnecessary, you know? It's yeah. Like, th- those are the two things in my head when I was thinking about his tattoos as a costume mm-hmm. that I couldn't find a purpose for the grill. Cause when I think of the Joker, I always think of that big, Big, wide smile you know what i mean and that smile has never had a freaking grill <laughs> on any version of the joker and maybe yeah. that maybe that's her goal we want to create something completely different than any other joker so it's not compared but the grill was yeah, it was unneeded, unneeded. I, did, I did like how he used the um, like his smiley face tattoo on his hand so oh, yeah. he like, reaches out and it looks like he's gonna choke them and then but he puts a smile on their face and i was like ah, that's pretty funny <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> but they I, I thought that his um his relationship with harley quinn was pretty well done no, definitely not like um yeah traditional because in you know the old animated series and in the comics harley quinn is completely completely head over heels in love with the Joker and the Joker.
Joker just dismisses her, right? And in this one, it seems like it's 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 sort of a mutual love with the two. Because in the the animated series and the comics and stuff, he was very abusive to her not not physically abusive, but mentally and emotionally. Oh, he was physically abusive too. He would throw yeah, her around. Yeah, he threw her around. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, not but it, the the emotional was more of that, you know. Yeah. That main point of that. She's loyal. very codependent on him, you know. She's very, you know, never thought that he could do anything wrong, and was very exactly. in love with. Him. Exactly, and, and in this version of them, this this is definitely not that version. This is a version where they're both completely obsessed with each other. Yeah, I think they're obsessed with each other and just the idea of chaos. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of uh, Harley Quinn? We talked about the Joker. What about Harley Quinn? Go ahead. That was that. Yeah, that was that was a <laughs> that was a hot topic before the movie came out. <laughs> yeah, that's where she looked like she got her clothes from too. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, see what uh, I did there? Well, first and foremost, you guys already know my thoughts on that. I, I hated the costume. Hated it. Why? It was tacky. It was it was very trashy. It was not. It wasn't classy. It wasn't classy. I mean, Has even it? from even from her stuff in like in the Suicide comic and her her solo series. And, and even like Arkham Asylum and all that, the costume was still very put together very well. Like the corset? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she wears like hot shorts and roller skates. <laughs> and hot sh- you know, and you know, and the problem on top of that is they went in and they altered her shorts in post-production to make them shorter. Really? Yes. They went in and actually, and come to find out, Margot Robbie hated wearing the costume. She hated the costume. Um, to me, it didn't speak Harley. I think there's so many different ways that they could have have done her costume that still would have made her be, you know, the embodiment of Harley and still, you know, appealed to the crowd that wanted to see, a, you know, a more sexualized version. But let's be honest here. They've been sexualizing Harley since way before the movie. I mean, even yeah. in the yeah, yeah. I mean, even in her in her own series in the Suicide Squad and the in the video game series. I mean, she literally wears a corset with her pushed up to her chin. Uh, either if it if it's not a tiny miniskirt with her hanging out, it's basically the shorts that Margot Robbie wears in you know in in the movie. I would have liked to see more character development. You know, she's a psychologist for Christ's sake. She's you know so she she thinks things out. She's very you know articulate. I didn't get a lot of that in the movie. Well, I think part of that is is even in Suicide Squad and stuff. Like she was a psychologist, but Joker her up so bad that she yeah. doesn't have sane thoughts anymore it's like a person who's a doctor who gets schizophrenia they may be a doctor but once they have schizophrenia they're no longer that doctor they're just this crazy psychotic person but i just i would have liked to have seen more from her as as a character i don't think there was a lot of depth to her character i don't know if i agree with you on that i thought i thought harley quinn was i mean besides deadshot the most sort of explored character out of all the other ones i just i think a lot of her character reminded me of her in her solo series and i don't like her solo series hey she did not have a talking beaver or like 600 pets <laughs> no not yet <laughs> i what i did like is i like when they were all going through their their chest and you know they're pulling out the things that were like personal Fair. items she pulled up her original outfit but of course the, the problem i had with that is it was a sequin gesture suit which twitched me as a costumer <laughs> i mean that looks like something you you know wear ice skating and then her mallet such so she is such an over-the-top character and so crazy that mallet to me was very just it wasn't gigantic enough no i don't think it was <laughs> i like that they kind of played her as completely psycho like thomas said bad 
crazy character. And you can never tell where her mind was going. She went from being, you know, sweet one moment to funny the next to, I'm a, you know, we're villains, you know, in oh, the next scene. that scene was horrible. Which scene? The scene where she breaks the window and grabs the purse. I like that. I, yeah. I didn't. I, just... I like that because then she turns around and she goes, what? We're villains. Yeah, we're bad guys. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it just bothered me. Why? You know, we're, we're all going to have to want her to steal the purse. <laughs> you well, felt I don't know. I just I, I thought it was out of place. Really? I thought that was yeah. very much in place and in character. There was another character that kind of thought about doing the same thing and then you know went against it. Right. Right. Well, after then, that. But then Deadshot was looking at the window at the coat. That's what it was. That's yeah. What yeah. It was. yeah. Yeah. And of course, the coat reminded him of his daughter because it was very similar to the coat she was wearing when he was arrested. And then you know to the scene where she's pouring drinks for the team and kind of brings them together in the bar at the you know towards the end of the movie i thought that was really well done i mean harley's range was definitely well done in my opinion you know she she covered all the bases that she was supposed to cover i mean she had a few moments but overall i just i would have liked (laughs) to see more from the character you'd like to see a few more moments yeah. I think the problem was you have to juggle all those characters that are in the movie. And to me, it seemed like Deadshot, I think, got probably the most, followed by Harley Quinn and then followed by Diablo. They, you know, they could have they could have given um, Captain Boomerang a little more screen time because he was a really cool character. I like. I didn't like his character. <laughs> <laughs> See, I liked him. <laughs> I found it, I found him annoying. To me, He's he was he was to, be. to me he was very much a non-entity. I could have done without him. That, 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 that's my problem. Is I wish we could have had more of him because he was he was he was funny. He was cool. He was a scumbag. That's what yeah. Captain Boomerang is. He's a total scumbag. He's a drunk scumbag. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I don't know. There's this something about his character. I just I couldn't get into his character. The non-entity character was Slipknot. Yeah. Well, he didn't anything. even have enough. You didn't even have enough of him in the movie to even get anything out of his character. And I love it every time. Every time the um, the Suicide Squad is introduced, you know, whether it's an animated or in the animated feature or in like Arrow, there's always one character that's going to get their head blown that's, off. Yes, who has to die. Yeah. Yep. Just to show the audience that, like, yes, these are really explosive implants in their necks. This isn't, yep. like, some sort of a trick. Like, this is serious. And I knew as soon as him and Captain Boomerang were, were talking about escaping, I was like, one of these dudes is going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So glad it was Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as – I guess I, I don't know Slipknot very well. I don't, I don't either. Who the heck he is. And as soon as they were like, what's his power? He can scale any building. I was like, he's probably going to be the one that does. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid power. What's what's his power? He has a very explosive head. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, you only do that once. Yeah, really exactly. bad migraines. <laughs> yeah, he's really bad at migraines. So <laughs> so we can all agree that Harley Quinn was awesome. Then. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we can all agree that Deadshot was pretty cool. Was okay. Mm. <laughs> right? We can't agree. What? He was awesome. Deadshot was awesome. He wasn't bad. <laughs> I just Even think... Rex or Kona yeah. disagrees. Yeah. That was that was Rex. Um I just I thought that they needed to Well, like like Michael said, with being Will Smith. He didn't, to me, embody enough of having the the symptoms of, like, being somebody with PTSD. I mean, the backstory was great. You know, his love for his daughter and everything like that. I mean, that was a great story. I just I just didn't get a good feel for him in the role. I mean, not that he didn't do a bad job. I just didn't see him as Deadshot. Wow, that's good. 
It's interesting because I was blown away by Will Smith's Deadshot. And like I said, I'm not a fan of Will Smith, but that was my main concern about like Will Smith being in the movie was that it was going to be a Will because you can't throw Will Smith in a movie and then him be a, be a side character, you know? So I was wondering like, okay, I thought this was going to be a Harley Quinn movie originally, but then they announced the Joker was going to be in it. So I thought for sure it was going to be a Harley Quinn Joker movie. And then they announced Will Smith was going to be in it. And it was like, how? How are they going to do that? And I think they balanced it very well. And uh, of course, Deadshot was pretty good. Pretty, pretty darn good, actually. <laughs> actually, let's get into a character that I was pleasantly surprised in. And I, I didn't think he was going to be this good when I saw him in the, uh, you know, in the kind of the character lineup before the movie came out was Diablo. I oh, thought yeah. Diablo was actually a pretty dope character. I really liked Diablo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think that's universal. At least we all agree that Diablo was actually a well done character. Yeah. He was. And even his, his sacrifice at the end was, you know. <laughs> that bugged me. That bugged me. Because, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I like the whole sacrifice thing, but how they went about it. So he turns into to like so that that scene was sort of like the the ant-man going giant man scene in you know civil war where it was like i gotta trick up my sleeve watch this you know you want to see me burn i'll burn and then he turns into this big you know like aztec fire god and i was like oh cool that's yeah really it's totally unexpected that's what he's been that was at. awesome that's why he doesn't yeah that's why he doesn't want to like flame on because this dude's like inside him right and then he gets wrestled to the ground <laughs> You know what I mean? And he gets pinned. And I was like, that's okay. So they're fighting. And then they get him to the charge. And then they blow the, the brother up with the dynamite or the charge or whatever. And it's like, dude, Diablo didn't even kill him. He just kind of like got his kicked near the explosive like he, he he dragged the fight to the explosive what i thought would have been cool is when he changed into this aztec fire god thing if he would have had these two ancient beings going against each other yeah yes you know what i mean it should have been him going up against enchantress with the rest of suicide squad doing what they can to help basically push her into that portal and close it and then you know maybe him sacrifice himself by grabbing her and you know falling in with her and then they close it that way i don't know why that didn't happen this was this was totally um magneto like you said friggin balancing metal spinning it around the earth forever forever for no reason and it just all kind of drops at the end like why what were you doing what i thought was really weird is you know like when they when amanda waller first introduces enchantress she's like she's more powerful than anything da 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 blah 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 she's so powerful i'm gonna on and on and on about how powerful she is but then when it comes to the enchantress making her big move all she does is summon up metal and spins it around the city for like a week why is this ancient powerful magical being need technology why couldn't she just do it with sorcery like why didn't yeah. she just open a portal and start summoning demons like i said i loved the whole movie except for the villain the villains both the enchantress and her stupid destroyer looking brother yeah, yeah his his character was very blocked just there was nothing there, to was, there was no reason for him to be in the movie yeah. all he did was like zap metal they should have summoned him and he should have been like the holy moment and then diablo would have done his thing you know what i mean like that should have been a, a nice big reveal it was like an afterthought to me i felt like his introduction weakened the sorceress's uh, power why does she need that brother i mean there was no reason in the story to have that brother they should yeah. have focused on how powerful she was because that's all amanda waller talked about was how powerful she is and she's like oh well i can't do it without you brother Exactly. She, she, she should have treated him like he was disposable. Like, okay, you guys are coming after me here. Let me introduce you to my brother. Boom. And then he comes up and it's like, oh, 
I don't even think they should have had him at all. <laughs> yeah, he didn't add anything to the story, really. Dude, no, no, no. He didn't. Add, to me, he didn't add anything, and and as a matter of fact, to me, he made it worse. My gripe, and this was just me kind of like projecting what I thought the movie was going to be, but I honestly thought that Joker was going to be the main antagonist of the movie, and I I really felt that they would have done a lot better. Yes. If it would have been the Suicide Squad being brought together to take down the Joker and his gang. The Joker was super cool, in my opinion, anyways. But he didn't bring anything to the movie besides him and Harley's love story. That was it. He was inconsequential to the plot of the movie. Then the thing is, is even though, you know, reading the new 52 version of the Suicide Squad is really the only thing you get from the Joker is Harley's origin story. And that I had a really big problem with them bringing him in and having him as a continual character still being alive. In the movie? Yeah. Oh, dude, they're going to, yeah. I mean, you can't have them expect them to do, especially anything, you know, New 52. I mean, New 52, even in the comics, is they're done with that. So the they're not going to have a dead Joker in this new movie. Where they're going to bring the Joker. They're going to milk the crap out of the Joker. Yeah, well, but they probably should have left him dead, though. <laughs> well, even in New 52, he came back. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, because um, well, he did. did so. Yeah, because he did that whole death in the family or whatever that thing was called. I can't remember in yeah. the New 52 where he went after all the Robins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Made him sit down and tried to kill one it's just really weird that they went up against a god that's opening dimensional portals and just like the whole balance of the world is it's like this movie would have been better served to be like more of a sort of a smaller storyline not an out of the world yeah know? exactly save that one for the sequel so yeah who do, who do we have left who did we not cover who have we not talked about yet i mean that's the majority of most of the cast because i mean killer croc didn't really have much slipknot we already talked about <laughs> for what it's worth yeah. diablo we covered deadshot we covered harlequin we covered captain boomerang captain boomerang we covered Oh, what's uh, Tom Hardy would have been great as Rick Flag. I really wish he wouldn't have dropped out uh, to do the Revenant. So I, I really, I, I wasn't a fan of of um, Rick Flag in the movie. He seemed, uh, he just didn't. He he, he seemed flat. like a, yeah, a little flat. For being a special forces guy, he sure was getting his kicked a lot. Lot. He had to be saved all the time. There was like three or four times, right, where he was where where Deadshot had to be like, all right, time out, guys. We got to save this dude again. To be fair, is because the sorceress knew that he knew her weakness so she kept gunning for him specifically and they make a point of that they're like they keep going after you and then when you remember he confesses the truth yeah like so that's why they kept going after you you know i must have missed that that's when they leave and go to the bar it's right before yeah he confesses like found the uh yeah because they found his paper right in in stranger things Uh uh-huh the the sheriff oh yeah dude right awesome at the beginning of the show you're like this dude is a total (laughs) <laughs> right in the first couple episodes this guy's like no spoilers yeah. okay no spoilers but by the end of the series you're like that guy's my hero yeah <laughs> that guy is a t- and that's kind of what i felt like i never got that sort of like that redemption the redemption where at the beginning yeah. you're like dude this guy's a real jerk and then by the end of the, the movie you're like yeah I, I know where he's coming from he has heart like i never got that he's just kind of like yeah he's still kind of a and I, I think that just about katana i i do like that they kept the soul sword and they didn't yes, like, dismiss they it yes because i know in the in the arrow verse they don't really they don't do the soul sword they just nope. she's just a badass 
Which is stupid because in Arrow they have all this magic. So it's the perfect place to talk about it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then she, at the end of the movie, though, she does re- like say something like she she needs another soul for her sword when she's fighting the brother. Yeah. So my, my my last gripe was of this movie was that the the editing and the pacing and the writing um it was a bit choppy like Batman versus Superman where it's like a lot of scenes felt a little like jarring a lot of scene splicing and and the pacing to me was seemed a little off. Yeah. I just to me the overall tone of it was too too touchy feely the characters themselves their interactions and really yeah i thought so i thought it was okay i that was actually one of the things i liked it was that it was a little surprising uh, it's sort of reminiscent to like um guardians of the galaxy a little bit i'd like to point out it's kind of funny that the two guys are okay with the touchy feely and the woman is not she's yeah. like no too much touchy feely for me that's not abnormal though <laughs> <laughs> Colleen, if you were to give, if you were to rate this movie out of five stars, what would you give? It? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half out of five. Like I said, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Tom, uh, out of five batarangs, what would you give it? I would give it four to four and a half batarangs. Four to four. Wow, really? Oh, he gets batarangs and I get stars. What's up with that? I couldn't think of anything when I brought. Because I'm a man. You could have said diamonds. I mean. The kid has said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll 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 do it over then. Okay. <laughs> Pretend. And it never happened. Right. Okay. So, out of five sequin jumpsuits, how many sequins? <laughs> well, after we rip all the sequins off, <laughs> I'd still I'm give okay it to him. That idea. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Colleen, uh, from one to five facial tattoos, how many facial tattoos would you give this movie? Oh, Harley's or Joker's? Killer Crocs. Oh, okay. Two and a half to three. Two and a half to three. Scales. Oh, on a scale oh. of how many scales? That's funny. You said Killer Croc and then he has scales on his face. You I know? know, it is. <laughs> All right, Thomas. Out of uh, <laughs> one to five boomerangs, how many exploding boomerangs would you give this? I'd give it four to four and a half boomerangs. Four to four and a half boomerangs. Yeah. Like I said, the only thing I didn't really like was the Enchantress. Really hated the Sorceress. <laughs> the actress was really weird. The yeah. actress was weird. The costuming was horrific. Actually, you know what? She reminded me of one of the characters, that character from The Girl from The Ring. It's good that you bring up The Ring. A big thing in like horror movies is when they try to show something freaky, they show like that person kind of moving in like a weird, you know, twitching gesture where they cut frames to give that weird appearance that they're the moving. The disjointed moving, yeah. Yeah, so that's what Michael and I kind of talked about before is that it looks like the actress was doing like the movements and they just forgot to cut the movements to give it that weird appearance. So instead, <laughs> they just left her hanging. Like a weird dance. Like yes. when she's talking, she was doing like these weird like gestures. And I'm like, I feel like they should be cutting frames out of this to give it that weird, her body's kind of shifting in a weird position. But yeah. they just left it. And I'm like, it just looks like she's having a seizure. Yeah. And also, Thomas does it really well. He can. <laughs> <laughs> do it. He can do it. When when Thomas and I were talking about it at work, he started doing it, and I was like, "That's it. That's, That's it. You're making me feel creepy." <laughs> yeah. When I was watching when I was watching the movie at the theater, and and I saw her doing that weird dance, I was I felt awkward. I would say from one to five panda men, I would have to give this movie three panda men. I honestly thought it was going to get zero Panda Man from me. I'm pleasantly surprised with with three, and I did 
I did like it. It had a lot of problems. The writing was choppy. The editing was choppy. But it wasn't terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah it definitely wasn't that bad. Like I said, it was it was one of those I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. But overall, it just it wasn't a great movie. I'll just disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You're entitled to it. We, st- we still love you. All right, you guys. Well, there you have it. Well, thank you guys once again for listening. Thank you, uh, Thomas, for listening. Thank you, Colleen, for listening. And thank you to my mom for listening, the (laughs) typically (laughs) our only listeners. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, thanks for joining us. And until next time, peace. Peace. Take care. All right. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Yep, absolutely. All right. Love you both. Love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. We'll hope you join us next time as we continue to discuss all things comic book related. And until then, make mine marvel. Fantasy. And independent. Don't forget to check us out at comicreliefpodcast.com or you can visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast or go to our YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast podcast and finally there is our twitter page which is twitter.com forward slash comic relief podc i'd like to give a special shout out to travis richards who did the music for the comic relief podcast visit his website at www.travisarichards.com Hiya, Puddin'. This is Colleen from the Comic Relief Podcast. <laughs> she's she's already claiming to be in the Comic Relief Podcast. She's like, I'm oh, in it. Yeah, this is going to be great for the outtakes. Outtake <laughs> one. Dude, that was Outtake pretty one. good. Even the laugh was like spot on. <laughs> Can you do the, uh, the, the Jared Leto Joker laugh, dude? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Are you at your computer, Tom? I am. Totally, obviously. The stupidest question. Um, Right. There's an outtake. He's he's just hardwired into his head.
right? <laughs> Let's go ahead and just cover what the Suicide Squad is, like, you know, from the comics and stuff real quick. I mean, do you want to get into the Silver Age stuff? No. Yeah, we can just touch on it. <laughs> Let's get the uh, uh, IMDB pages up to the cast and crew of <laughs> Suicide Squad because there's a lot of them. And I can see I can see Thomas going, yeah, you know, that guy from that thing that played the guy with the face. <laughs> Jared, Jared Leto? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird for me to say, but... When you're typing, it's really loud. <laughs> Super loud. Sorry. Me? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, you. To, to quote Mr. Horse, no, sir. I don't think I like it. <laughs> I mean, even just the, the size of the, the head of the mallet, you know, could have been a little bit longer and bigger around. Hey, it's not the size that matters, <laughs> but it's how you use it. <laughs> Ah. Uh, I'm still with my two and a half. Two and a half, three. I'll give it that. Two and a half shower? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Are you like uh, watering the garden? Or no, watering- Tom was rinsing a plate off in the sink. <laughs> and it's a wrap. Yeah, good job, you guys. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, 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 ah.